Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Micah Beckwith, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. What's going on, Beckwith? Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Well, so uh, for those who don't know, you're qualified to be here for a bevy of reasons. Uh, first and <laughs> foremost, you're a valued member of the Hamilton County Library Board. That's right, I am. And <laughs> Depends on who you ask. <laughs> and, and so what that means is you get screamed at once a month for trying to keep porn away from kids in the library. That's right. Well, and you know, to be honest with you, a lot of these uh, leftists who are really upset and they'll, they'll yell at you behind the screen, they really don't do too much yelling in the board meetings themselves they'll they'll show up and really they'll, they'll, they'll how, kinda, how do you avoid that people you should come scream at me all the time i don't know i think they uh i think they realize you know if they okay we had a guy just as, this is an example a guy uh he works for an engineering company here in indianapolis he's probably 27 years old millennial went to purdue he he cussed out one of the uh board members uh, oh. a couple a couple weeks ago as she was walking out, so a black lady is uh, on the board. Her name is Tiffany. She's from Fisher. She's a good conservative woman, and and uh, she she was walking out. And this guy said, you know, you know, bleeping you, and and all. And she she kind of said, "What'd you say?" And he got up and got in her face, oh. and, and the police had to escort him out. Well, I mean, it's exactly what we want as conservatives if they do something like that, because then we can point to them and say, "See, they are bat crap crazy. Don't side with them." And he wrote a letter of apology to the board and everything. Wow. But it just it blew up in their face. I think they realized the tactics. If they do that, we will use that against them. And so they recognize, okay, we got to be somewhat civil here. And and so and I'm always really nice to people at the board meetings. I'm I'm not looking for a fight, but if you want to bring the fight, I'll I'll be more than willing to jump in the ring with you. But I'm not looking for it. Yeah. See, when I was an elected official, that was like the thing to do in town every second and fourth Thursday of the month. <laughs> Step right up and verbally abuse the tax cutting town councilman. Well, they do get up and give public comments and they'll, you know, they'll say, I have had some people get up and publicly say, we are calling for Beckwith's resignation. Oh, yeah, you know? sure. Yes, absolutely. We're calling <laughs> and, for your resignation. Yeah. And, and, and well, a lot I of changed people- my mind. What am I even doing here? <laughs> And you know, a lot of people think that there was some like aspect of a of a cabal that got me elected to this position. We, it's it's an appointment. I don't get paid. I'm literally just going in there to say, hey, how can we have a better library for Hamilton <laughs> County? Let's keep listen. Let's keep content that encourages 14 year olds to go online and talk about sexual fantasies and kinks out of the hands of teenagers. That's all we're asking for. I mean, is that too much to ask? And the left would say, yes, that's too much to ask. We should be encouraging those children to go online and. 
and talk to strangers about sex. That's what the left wants. That is no joke, a book that we had to remove from the library. It was a book called Let's Talk About It, encouraging teenagers to go online and talk about sexual kinks and fantasies with absolute strangers. And it said it's a safe place to do that is on the World Wide Web. And and we say as, as a society, like, whoa, like, that's not good. We shouldn't do that. And so we went in and said, we're going to have standards in place that these types of books won't be found in the teen section or the kids section. And the left loses their absolute mind over just moving it from the kids section to the adult section. Okay, so that's your qualification to be here. So in case people are like, what? What? why is he here? What, what, and by the way, you know, so we have two, this airs on the podcast. We have the podcast, uh, I guess it'll be Wednesday this this week. The, it comes out on the podcast. And then Sunday morning is when it airs on WIBC on the radio station. So what a great way to start someone's Sunday morning. We just came rip-roaring right out of the gate with that happy Sunday, everyone. And uh, now let's dive into God's word. Uh, so you are, a, just again, to continue to introduce you because uh uh well you've got you're just a, a multitude of talents and accomplishments you are a pastor by trade that's right is yep. that the correct way to say by trade i mean it's vocation by calling yeah calling vocation uh, i never wanted to be a pastor by the way that was never i went to school for business management and economics and uh and then the lord just really kind of grabbed my uh grabbed my attention and said you're going, coming down this path instead and and people will say what qualifications do you uh, have to be a pastor like what seminary <laughs> what doctorate do, do you have like you're not qualified you're not an expert and uh, I just say what the what the disciples said because uh, scripture says that many took notice that they had been with Jesus they were uneducated uh, men but many took notice they'd been with Jesus basically saying they were so wise saying some of the most profound things in the teachings that they were giving and people said they had to have been with Jesus. And you don't have to have a seminary degree to go out and change the world for, with the gospel. You just have to know who Jesus is and, and he can use us. So that's my encouragement to anyone listening. Don't ever let someone tell you you're unqualified to spread the gospel. Oh, uh, you ran for Congress in 2020. That's you, right. you did the best of the people who didn't have a gajillion personal dollars. <laughs> uh, you got third right. out of 37,000 people who ran for the <laughs> I think fifth, fifth, 15 fifth but congressional yes. uh, <laughs> district, uh, including beating the former Marion County prosecutor and the the at the time sitting treasurer of the state of Indiana. That's right. Yeah, Carl. Oh, Carl Brizzy. That's right. Yes, about. Carl. Unfortunately, no longer with us. And Kelly Mitchell was in that race, and a whole bunch of other people. And so now we've laid out your qualifications. We've killed the first five minutes of the show uh, so there's not uh, there's not a lot going on oftentimes at this time of the year with indiana politics and government because of course our elected officials at the state house work three months out of the year uh every other year they put in t- a good two months of course they also don't have to work on fridays and they get their weekends off and then they just skadoodle back to their homes and lie to us about what a great job they did uh so we we come up with interesting things especially when session isn't out there's not some big uh, breaking thing to discuss and i thought today would be interesting because you live in noblesville yep and you actually came up with this idea. I, I texted you. I said, because uh, Merritt is gone this week and Abdul is out doing something. And I said, uh, please help me have a show this week. <laughs> you said, okay. Scraping the bottom of the barrel. I then here. said, what should we talk about? <laughs> and you had an interesting thought, which is why are the suburbs around Indianapolis more and more every year turning blue? Yeah. That's because the, they are. They are. That's the battle. You look at Fishers and Carmel right now. I mean, that's kind of the epicenter of this uh, this battle. And and uh, I, I think it's because you have very weak center left leadership in some of these mayoral offices and some of these uh, city councils. And by that I mean 
weak in the sense of defending traditional values that built this incredible landscape, this incredible uh, community like we have in Hamilton County or in some of the surrounding counties. People move here from all over the country because of the great uh, environment it is to raise your family, to find a job, but they forget that the reason it's a great environment is because it was built by conservative values being in place. And now what is happening is two, it's a twofold thing. We got mayors that are pushing for growth without defending traditional conservative values. So they're saying, well, let's grow, 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 grow. What happens is people from Chicago and California and from the, you know, some of these places that don't share our values, our core values move in and they bring their values with them. The other double uh, whammy is uh, you've got our schools that like HSC and Carmel. I mean, some of the most, um, d- d- the indoctrination that's going on in these schools is is unbelievable. If you were to hear how some of these students talk about the world that they live in, you would be like, who the heck is teaching you these things? I mean, things like communism is a better form of governance than capitalism. I've literally heard students at HSC and Carmel say that. Uh, and, they, that, and that has to be learned behavior. Oh, totally. Or, hey, I'm I'm a boy, but I can be a girl. Or I'm a girl and I can be a boy. Or I'm a human, but I can identify as a furry. Like, I mean, just nonsense. Like, if this is the problems, like, if this is what the mindset of these kids, like, they don't even know... They don't even know reality. How do we think they were? They're going to vote and elect qualified, capable people to lead us into the future. They won't. So every year, you're, I mean, these schools are turning out a thousand to fifteen hundred graduates who now can vote. What do you think? What do you think they're going to do when they go to the polling place? They're going to vote for the most, the just the the most egregious. Uh, Tyrannic, tyrannically minded person that they could that they could we could ever put out. It's interesting that you mentioned. By the way, it's uh, Rob Kendall, Micah Beckwith, the program State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Uh, we're totally phoning in the politics and government this week, uh, and we're just talking about why the suburbs are going blue. Because I think, well, you know, I say jokingly, we're phoning it in. But I think it really is a big part of why the state politics are starting to shift the way they are because the suburbs have changed so much. And I had a so without like turning this into a Bruce Springsteen song here, I had a conversation with I live in Brownsburg. I'm a townie lifer and uh, I'll probably be there until they throw me in a box and either ship me to another country or put me in the dirt somewhere. (laughs) And I was talking with another person who's much older than me but has also been there for the better part of their life and we were talking about there's nothing that resembles the place I grew up in and what I mean by that is it Brownsburg when I was a kid had an identity and again I'm not trying to turn this into when I was a small boy the world was a better place but there was an identity of this is the town and this is what it means to be a part of this town and this is what the town is and this is what it represents And especially over the past six or seven years, there has been unsustained, almost uncontrollable growth. And now there's just a bunch of people that live there and the town doesn't have any identity. And in the case of Brownsburg, we are just a bunch of homes and warehouses. Yeah. And when you lose your identity, you lose a semblance of what it means to be a part of wherever you live. I think that's a great point, Rob. That's what I do. I mean, it's a, it, it, I've said multiple times in the last probably 10 years is America is suffering suffering from an uh, 
epidemic of identity. An identity crisis is what we're in right now. People don't know who they are. They don't know why they were created. They don't know what community they're supposed to be a part of and what the identity of that community is. Or it's a warped false identity. I mean, going back to this trans, trans, transgender uh, ideological nonsense that we were seeing, it's it's people saying, no, 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 I can identify as whatever I want to identify. I love what, uh, is it Ryan Webb up in uh, Muncie, the the councilman yes. he's identifying as a, a African American woman, and uh, and the left are losing their mind. And I, but I think he's making a great point. He's saying, "Listen, this is how stupid this has become. Like you don't even know basics of identity." And so I'm just going to play your game with you, and then he does, and then they get all bent out of shape over it because he's playing the game now. And so we are in an identity crisis. And so you you said it. You know, Brownsburg doesn't know its identity anymore. I would say. Carmel and Fishers don't know their identity anymore. Ask anyone who's lived there for 30 or 40 years. They will say, we don't recognize the city that we we love, once loved. And I, I think up in Hamilton County, you got Noblesville and Westfield are probably the two bastions of like uh, they're holding on for dear life right now to say, OK, these are still, you know, the the communities that we grew up in. But I see it. I'm you know, I'm in Noblesville and we're 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 moving very quickly in growth and and growth isn't a bad thing. I don't want to hear want people to hear me say that grow, growing is bad. It's not. But how do you maintain the the heritage that made you great in the first place? And that I think you can expand that out to America. How do we maintain the heritage that made us the great nation that that we've become because if we cannot protect that heritage then we will cease to be great alexis de tocqueville said america is great because america is good i don't don't know you say growth is not bad and i (laughs) you know i think if i ever uh suffer from a you know some sort of issue where i am amnesia or whatever and am conned into running for public office again you know who i'm gonna be I'm going to be John Dutton in in the Yellowstone. <laughs> I'm going to run and say, I am the opposite of growth. I am the opposite of progress. I am for stopping all of this crap. I, you know, listen, man, I... I, I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. I think that's a that's that will resonate with a lot of people because I think I may actually do that. You should. I, I'm just if you are for unsustained growth. I am not your person. Pick someone else. <laughs> I am the opposite of progress. Well, I think that's the, that's the the point. Right, unsustained growth. Right. You're always going to be growing. I mean, there, there's always you're always going to be learning. You're always going to be looking to achieve something. So that's that's an element of growth. But unsustained. What, what you know, Carmel, I think, is a good example. Like they have grown so quickly, they have a mountain of debt. If the economy ever slows down, oh yeah, they're done. Oh, it's going to be a train wreck there. I mean, it, and and here's what we can't see: we can't see 10, 10 years down the road. Hamilton County is going to become Marion County two point Oh, sure it is. If if we just keep going now, down the path, no, it may not be as epically disastrous as Marion County, but it, it we will definitely start seeing Democrats. I mean, you already have other than. Uh, Fishers, say Hamilton Southeastern. Yeah, you have Democrats that control all, basically all the school boards. Oh yeah, yeah. And and you're gonna see. I mean, who knows this year in that Carmel mayor's race? Uh, I think yeah. that Finkham lady is Finkham versus uh, it, Nelson is una, is unoffensive enough to the suburban soccer mommies that she'll probably be able to push it through. Maybe. But you're but you're right. I mean, Car- the Carmel thing is unbelievable to, to me that people look at the the actual financial situation. And the leveraging of Carmel, and because they have a bunch of nice stuff, people just go, well, this is fine. Yeah. Well, and I think that goes back to Brainerd's leadership, the, the current mayor. I mean, he 
I mean, he's he's kind of a, a Joe Biden, you know, junior politician. I mean, he really is. I mean, Biden looks at at Brainerd and knows Brainerd and celebrates what Brainerd's doing in Carmel. To me, that's that's a huge red flag when the president of the United States, who is running our nation to, into the ground economically, looks at our our mayor in Carmel and says, "I think Brainerd's a great guy." Which you're just like, I think he's doing a good job. Oh, shoot. We hold the phones here. Like, you think Brainerd's doing a good job? You are destroying America in, in our economy. What does what does that say about Brainerd? And I think we, again, we have just gone down a path where it is for the sake of money, the love of money, we have we have basically sold our grandkids and their kids. Uh, and and they're going to have they're going to have a real big problem on their hands. But but, uh, you know, the people who are currently in power now won't care because they'll be long gone. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Uh, Rob Kendall, Micah Beckwith, the program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. We're talking today about why the suburbs here in central Indiana, why they're going blue. So I maintain that when you build the way these suburbs have built, you then become beholden, like, and this may be a totally selfish way to look at it, but I have lived in the same town for 37 years. I was here first, pal. And again, this may be a totally warped way to look at it, but I was here first and you have a group of people. And I think it's especially true when you get this in leadership, whether it is your town or city councils, your mayors, your planning commissions, your school boards of people who, hey, I moved here five years ago. And I want the place that you helped build and your memories are and the place that you helped make a place that I wanted to be like what I want it to be. And here's a middle finger to you and the work that you people put in. That That is the way when I see these people on these boards and commissions now, like I go to these meetings and I think we all know like no one was more involved than me, but it's so depressing that you go, you don't care at all about what made this place awesome. You don't care at all about the history of of what went into making this a place you want to live. You just want it to be whatever you want it to be. Yeah, with the values that you're bringing in from East Coast, West Coast, or Chicagoland. I mean, that's and I I think that's a great point. I how do you how do you put into place boundaries that will stop that from happening? And I don't know. I don't know if there's a, a good answer for that, Rob. That's the unfortunate thing. Like, you know, could you give someone more say in the community the longer they've been here? Here, like seniority. You know, I, I don't that I don't know. That's a that's an interesting you, thought. But. You get to a point too because, like in, in Brownsburg, where I live, people a bunch of people said, "Well, we just need to be a city and have a mayor." There was a time where I thought, okay, that might actually fix this issue because if you got an executive in there who understood these things, you could stop the you could stop the unsustained growth, you could stop the bull crap. But it's already there now. Like you can't put the genie back in the bottle. You know the song, "Pay Paradise, Put Up a Parking Lot." The the parking lot's there, right? Yeah. Like the once you concrete, I mean, I think about like out in Boone County, where the governor is using taxpayer money to facilitate sweetheart real estate deals. For in this case, Eli Lilly, the largest drug manufacturer in I think in the entire world now. And it's like, why do they need our money 
to strong-arm farmers into selling their farmland. And once you build the building, the farmland is what made Indiana great. Yeah. The farmland is gone. You can't re-farmland. You know, in Scripture, we've been studying First and Second Samuel. Uh, I've been there. Yeah, at, at Life Church. I've been, and- I've been, I've, I've been paying attention. <laughs> And so, which is amazing, Rob, like, and I, I want to, I want to let every listener know that Rob literally, if he's not in service on Sunday, he is watching from online. He's texting me and he's telling me all the things I said wrong. Or, I love, uh, <laughs> by the way, not to turn this into a plug because you guys do advertise on the Kendall and Casey show, but I love the online life church services and, uh, they're phenomenal. The production value. It's like being there. It's better than what I see on Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and I would say this, though. Let me go back to my point because I was. I'm, we're going to get off on a tangent here. It's going to go for a long time. But but we're in sec, we're in Second Samuel. But in First Samuel, we look and we see that the people of Israel they begin to complain that they don't have an executive or a king just like all the other nations around them. And so they go to Samuel, who's the prophet that the Lord has raised up, and they say, give us a king. We want a king just like everyone else. And Samuel gets really ticked. He's like, you guys don't understand who God is. He is the one true king. Why would you want to replace him with an earthly king who can make all these mistakes? And he goes to the Lord. He says, Lord, I'm not going to do this. And the Lord says, give it to him, Samuel. And Samuel gets really offended. He said, Samuel, don't get offended. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. But tell them this. Tell them that your king that you will put into place will will take your sons to war. He'll take your daughters to work in the palace. He'll tax you. He'll he'll uh, he'll take your land, and and just say warn them of this. And so Samuel comes out and says, okay, this is what the Lord says. If you want a king, here are the consequences of that decision. And they still say, yes, give us a king. <laughs> and sure enough, with King Saul and even with David, we see that the men are led into war. They're taxed. They are, you know, the women are are used to serve in the palace. I mean, it's exactly what the Lord said it was would happen. And I think we kind of do the same thing, uh, Rob. We look at, you know, I remember uh, Westfield kind of going from this. They're, they're in this debate right now of uh, uh, second-class city, first-class city, all this stuff. And they're, they're looking at Fishers and Carmel. They're looking at the places around them saying, well, they're a first-class city or they're a second-class city or they're a, you know, whatever. We should be that too. And I said, guys, be very careful because – you might get what you're wishing for, and it may not be exactly green grass on the other side. Well, and, and you're so you live in Noblesville. Your mayor, by the way, the program of Statehouse Happenings, Rob Kendall, Micah Beckwith. We're talking about uh, about why the suburbs, Central Indiana, going blue rapidly. Your mayor, Jensen, you know him, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're, he, we're uh, friends. So you're well, you're friends with everyone. <laughs> And, you know, he is just so proud of this monstrosity that he's using taxpayer money to build in Noblesville $36.5 million for an arena for the Pacers minor league team to play basketball. Wait, who are the Pacers? Yes. You may remember them from such things as good in the 90s. You, oh, the, oh, is it? Is that the business that Reggie Miller owns? You, you uh, may, and, and I'm sitting here going, okay, so you're going to embolden the Simon family, who if you were to look up infinite money in the dictionary, there would be a picture of the Simons. And the Simon family, I mean, their minor league team apparently needs, I mean, give them Circle Center Mall. That's not good for much anymore. They need taxpayer money, $36.5 million dollars. 
for a, a, a mega arena for their minor league team. And he came in here, and I give him credit. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, he didn't run. He, he sprinted in here. And he was, no, this is the greatest thing ever, and it's going to this, and it's going to that. And it was like, on one hand, you have the state legislature going, well, we'd love to help you with your out-of-control property taxes, but, well, we couldn't harm the local governments <laughs> as though the streets wouldn't be paved and the, the sidewalks would cease to exist and the water wouldn't flow. And then you look at this and go, well, your city has so much money, they have $36.5 million to spend on the Pacers, but no help for you, Grandma. Shut up and pay. I mean, come well, on. I mean, I, you, you're not wrong, Rob. I mean, that's that's the thing we have to we have to wrestle with. And as as the people who are electing politicians to say, remind them, hey, we've got we've got real issues when it comes to putting food on the table, putting gas in the gas tank, and paying our property taxes like why don't you help us there first and I, again i don't i don't know the details of the mad Ant, mad ants arena that's going into noblesville maybe it will be a good thing for noblesville but but i think we have to be very very careful and very wise and and uh and to your point about chris i think chris is one of those guys that at least he's somebody that you can approach. oh here we go no, no you can approach him you oh, can no that's true i yes. mean that's like at least you can approach him and, and he'll have those conversations with you and uh, and i i think that's kind of step one with with a good you know representative but there's some there is something very wrong can we agree yeah that you say you have so much money oh yeah that you can build a a stadium for i mean we're not even talking about the pacers right yeah i mean you just look around and you go, okay. Now there's a hockey ring and arena in Fisher. That's right. Yeah. And there's a there's a there's a basketball arena in Noblesville. And there's Grand Park in Westfield. And you got the and Palladium and there's, uh, there's reflexive in pools and Palladiums in Carmel. <laughs> and now there's Lucas Oil Stadium. And now there's Gainbridge. And now there's some monstrosity going on the campus of IUPUI. What? And now there's the the uh, what's the thing at the at the fairgrounds uh, that's there that's taxpayer funded that big thing where Trump had a rally i mean all of this money for stadiums like think about i mean even say we you you weren't going to give it back to the taxpayers because you know we of course couldn't have that but think about all the roads that could pave or the police officers that could put on the street or veterans that could help or whatever that would be better than uh, free stadiums for for gajillionaires well go back to ancient like rome even and I mean, the even the Caesar knew that, and the emperor, the em, the uh, emperor of Rome always knew that if he had a good uh, coliseum, a place where the people could come and forget their everyday woes, that he would be a popular ruler of the people. And I think that's kind of what's playing out here. It's like give the people these uh, these uh, these ways to escape and find f- fun and 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 just being able to enjoy life. And they can they'll they'll see your town as being the place to come and live and invest and and I think that's kind of the again it's not I'm not saying that our mayors are are thinking that all the time when they're doing things but I do think that is the general uh, the worldview of just societies when the people when the masses are entertained you know. It's kind of the Nirvana song, you know, the great poets and philosophers of the 90s, right? Like, here we are now, entertain us, right? You know, it's like, it's it's that's kind of true in politics. Here we are now, entertain us as the masses and the politician gives them what they want and then, you know, Let, everyone's happy. Let's spend the final two minutes of our show talking about you, shall we? Okay, great. Um, So I don't, let's see, how do I approach this? So let's see, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Uh, so June the 5th. Yes, you're yes. Gonna, you're going to be uh, coming be on, on the, the award-winning Kendall and Casey show, and you have a big announcement, 
And without revealing what the announcement is, not that everybody doesn't already know, but uh, it's kind of like Ron DeSantis. Now, when, when this was recorded, Ron DeSantis has still not yet announced. Yes. I think today he's going to. Yes. Uh, you're starting a fireworks factory off of 69 in Noblesville. Right. I know you're very excited about that. It's going to be a lot of red, white, and blue fireworks going up. And uh, we are, we're, yeah, no, we're, we have been praying a lot, my, you know, Susan and I, and then just uh, getting a lot of advice from different people that we trust in the political world. Hey, what, where do you think, you know, Indiana needs to go? What could I bring to it with my, my uh, giftings and skill sets? And so, you know, I think June 5th uh, is going to be a lot of fun because we're going to explain why we're doing what we're doing and how the Lord is leading us. And, and it's a little bit it's a little bit outside the box. I'm not going to lie. Like people are probably going to say like, wait, what? And uh, but there is a reason for it. And I believe God has has given me a voice to uh, always speak his truth. And I, that doesn't mean I'm perfect. I don't want people to say I'm always spot on on everything. I'm not. But I do believe I, I, I know what God's word says fairly well. And I can say Hey, in light of what God says and how good governance is supposed to go, let's let's move in this direction. And and when when biblical principles are put into place, people are prosperous, they're safe, they're secure, they have great lives. It doesn't mean you have to be a Christian, but it's just saying you follow these principles and governance and family and business, you're gonna be successful. So let's get back to those principles and that and that's you know why we we're doing what we're doing. We need real people to run for public office. Amen. I got about twenty seconds left. If people want to find you, Micah Beckwith, if they were to locate you on the worldwide web uh, where, how, what yeah. is the best way to do that? Well, you can always find me on Facebook, uh, Micah Beckwith for Indiana, or Instagram, Micah, the number four, Indiana. And then uh, and then you can, uh, you know, Google me, and you can find all the nice things that people say about me about the Hamilton <laughs> County Library Board. This has been such a fun show. I put zero effort into the show this week, and it's all thanks to you, because I know, well, you, would just, I know you would just keep talking. <laughs> I, I, just, I feel I bad sometimes, because I'm like, oh, I probably should let Rob get a word no, in. No, so. no, no, I talk enough. I talk it up. Micah back with your national treasure. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thanks, Rob. Freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. Freedomfoodsindiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love Freedomfoodsindiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Micah Beck with the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall. And you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon, weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey show on 93.1 WIBC. I want to thank everybody for joining us this week. Have a safe rest of your week. For Micah Beckwith, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.